Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Welcome to Everyday Motherhood the podcast that inspires you to pause, connect, and play every single day with your kids. The podcast that helps you anchor your days in self-care so you can be the best version of yourself and have more joy every single day. My name is Christy Thomas, and I am the founder and developer of Play for Life Moms. I am so glad you're here. Welcome to episode 24. Today's episode, we're going to talk about how to be safe. How to have all the feelings that we have in motherhood, but also be safe for our kids so that they can keep talking to us. I read a meme this week. Um... That said, mommy needs wine. And then underneath it, it said, and what mommy needs is an end to the white supremacist, patriarchal, capitalist system that makes motherhood so dehumanizing that self-medication is both aspirational and expected. That included the line about dehumanized motherhood. And that line has been really resonating with me all week about how moms might turn to wine or chocolate because we feel dehumanized, that we need to treat ourselves with rewards because motherhood is dismissed. And I'm talking about the emotional and the mental work of motherhood, right? About all those articles you've seen in the last year about the invisible work that women do, remembering the toilet paper, the doctor's appointments, the vaccines, and helping kids through their own big emotions while expected to not have any big emotions themselves. And if they do, then what you do is you go find your hidden chocolate or you drink your wine. So the point of this podcast today is to remind you that you have other choices, that being safe for our kids is remembering that we are humans and giving ourselves 
permission to feel all the feelings and not numb out. So first, I want to remind you that you are a woman who chose to be a mother. It's really important that when we consider who we are so we can be safe for our kids and feel all of our emotions, that we use a person-first language. One of the historical ways to dehumanize a group is to take away the person-first language. And I think as mothers, we see motherhood as such a core identity that we've forgotten that we are first women and that women have feelings and that women are allowed and supposed to be, um, per cultural norms, right, emotionally intelligent. But how we show our emotions and being able to label our emotions is going to be wide and varied as everyone out there. But one of the ways that we need to be safe for our kids is to be able to label our own emotions. And that's all I'm asking you to do this episode, to be safe for your kids, is to remember that you have options that don't involve self-medication. There, I said it. You have options so that self-medicating yourself with wine or chocolate or even running for myself isn't aspirational or expected. Okay, let's change that so we can be safe with having feelings because feelings are not morally wrong. The actions that our thoughts bring on based on those feelings can have moral standing But to be safe for our kids and our families and to change society and to allow moms to feel human again, we need to feel safe having all the emotions that we can. So I did some research and I want to tell you about The Wheel of Emotion by Robert Plutchik. Mr. Plutchik was alive from... 1927 to 2006 and he studied emotions the study of suicide and violence and psychotherapy but the coolest thing he did was to create this emotion chart that looks like a color wheel and he broke down the fact that as humans we actually have eight main emotions so those would be the primary emotions like the primary colors in the color wheel And then you mix them together and you get secondary and tertiary and it just blends and blends and blends. So here are the eight primary emotions. Anticipation, joy, trust, fear, surprise, sadness, disgust, and anger. So the primary emotions are the ones that Pluchik said were often felt and then the secondary were sometimes felt and the tertiary emotions are seldom felt. But here's some combinations. So joy plus trust equals love. Fear plus surprise equals alarm. Anger plus joy equals pride. Sadness plus disgust equals remorse. But I'm wondering, as I'm looking at this wheel, if I actually use these sort of words to help my kids move on from their emotions and to label. I find that it's much easier to be afraid of things in life if you can't name them. That once something has a name, 
It loses power, right? Have you read Harry Potter yet? Isn't that one of the biggest lessons? That not being afraid to say the name Voldemort is really important. In fact, here's exactly what Mr. Albus Dumbledore tells Harry. He says, call him Voldemort, Harry. Always use the proper name for things. Fear of a name increases fear of the thing itself. So, I'm suggesting that in order to be safe for our kids, like I started off this podcast with, we've gone a lot of places in seven minutes. Um, I'm suggesting that you take time to actually label the feelings that you're feeling. Allow yourself to feel without moral judgment. Feel the feelings. Don't act on them, but feel them. Give yourself permission to not need to self-medicate with chocolate, wine, running. And then start using the words of emotions with your kids more often. I know, this is like a lot packed in in eight and a half minutes. And this is like generational hard work here. If we can, as women who have intentionally chose the role of motherhood, start talking about emotions, the moral neutrality of them, and being able to label them so we're not afraid of having feelings in a world that's quickly becoming full of AI devices that can't feel, then we can change the world. Share your light, share your love, share all your feelings. Teach your kids how to be safe. The world is going to be hard out there. We're going to face problems. There's going to be loss and sadness. And there's going to be things to grieve over. There are times to cry. And there are people who, even though they're full of emotions, will only talk them out. And they don't need to cry. All of those things can be safe. But we have to start labeling the fact that we're actually feeling things again. We need to be safe for our kids by modeling this. Taking the pause and feeling. Your self-care task this week is to Google the wheel of emotions. And then I want you to either print it out or draw your own one so that you can start realizing all these different emotions that we're actually feeling all the time and work on labeling it, okay? So I'll put the link in the show notes, but in case you don't check the show notes, open up Safari right now and type in P-L-U-T-C-H-I-K, Plutchik, Wheel of Emotions. There you go. Google that. That is your... Self-care homework is to familiarize yourself with the language of emotions. Your family play tip for this week is to find some green space, bring a ball with you, and play kickball. You can, there are lots of variations. You can do it as simple as the traditional baseball field if you have enough people to play kickball. 
You can just play a variation of soccer. Just get out there and kick a ball around with your kids. Okay? Enjoy the grass. The, there's probably goose poop around. So be careful taking off those shoes. Um, but be outside together with a ball. You might not even play kickball, and that's okay. Whatever game happens once you're out there is amazing. Well, here's where we wrap this up. You are an amazing mom. You are an amazing woman who chose to be an amazing mom. Every day, you are sharing your light with the world. Peace is in every breath you take in. Your love is something that radiates from you. You choose joy and hope. Every single day, you are changing the world by showing up and helping your kids feel safe, seen, and secure. Thank you for being out there. Thank you for finding me on Instagram at EverydayRunnerChristy. Thank you for the five-star rating and review. Go pause, connect, and play more. You've got this. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? Ew, seriously. They squeeze the grease out of the wool and process it with chemicals, and then you eat it. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I got rid of products I didn't want anywhere near my body. I found that many multivitamins contain high amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and even lacked some of the nutrients we actually needed. So what did I do? At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. Ritual's products are made traceable, meaning we share the science and sourcing for every single ingredient. For example, our vegan vitamin D3 comes from sustainably harvested lichen in Nottingham, England, not sheep. We trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. See for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.